The opinions and viewpoints expressed in .NET Rocks are not necessarily those of its sponsors or of Microsoft Corporation, its partners, or employees. .NET Rocks is a production of Franklin's Net, which is solely responsible for its content. Franklin's Net, training developers to work smarter. Rockheads, it's the .NET Rocks Visual Studio 2010 Road Trip, with guests Mark Miller and Karen Mangiacotti, recorded live in Richmond, Virginia, Wednesday, May 5th, 2010. Carl and Richard are hitting 15 cities in three weeks, recording a new show every day. Follow them in real time online at .netrocks.com slash roadtrip. The .NET Rocks Visual Studio 2010 Road Trip is brought to you by a handful of sponsors, including the following gold sponsors. Telerik, deliver more than expected. Online at www.telerik.com. Preemptive Solutions, powered by Runtime Intelligence. Online at preemptive.com. And Redgate Software, ingeniously simple tools. Online at red-gate.com. Special support is being provided by the Microsoft Visual Studio team, the Windows Phone 7 team, and the Bing team, who developed the Road Trip Tracker application in Silverlight 4. And now, here's Carl and Richard interviewing Mark Miller and Karen Mangiacotti in Richmond, Virginia. Hey, Richmond! Welcome to .NET Rocks! Awesome. Amazing. Virginia is for lovers, and we're here anyway. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We were driving along. We thought, what the heck? Yeah, we might as well stop. Y'all got some bumpy roads down here. You know that? (laughs) We have this this RV who, uh, you know, you can actually tell what kind of coin you're driving over. It's a little sensitive. Yeah. It's kind of like a sports RV. Yeah. Well, our driver has a Porsche back home. Yeah. And he drives the 30-foot RV like a Porsche. Pretty much the same. So, you know, this uh, bruise on my forehead is a fresh one from this morning. Oh, yeah. Shall we bring out our guests? All right. We're our gonna... guests. We have two. They're surprise guests. Oh, I know. I'm surprised. I'm almost afraid about what's going to happen yeah. in the this, next hour. This or so. may not be the technical content you were planning on. Just saying. We'll, we'll, we'll have some technical stuff. Well, sure well let's just happen. bring them out. Let's see what happens. Mark Miller and Karen Mangiacotti. Bring Come them on out. out. So yeah. you, you put him on the... Uh, and you brought your bag with you. Yeah, just in case. Need to boot up or do some work, something like that. <laughs> what, what's going on with the mic? Why, why did you guys stick don't, mine like this? Don't stand on the wire, Bob. It works better. It's stuck under the chair. <laughs> so, uh, anybody listen to Mondays here? Oh, there's a few hands. <laughs> yeah, you can clap. Both guys. We're sorry. Yeah. We're we, sorry. We tr- keep trying to get that show taken off the air. 
So Mark uh, Miller, of course, is the, the brains behind Code Rush and Refactor Pro. Give me a hand for that. At Developer Express, also responsible for bringing a level of crazy into the community that formerly was not there, I would say. Don't you think? And Carrie Mangiacotti is responsible for... Finally being recognized for my expertise in the field. Thank you, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very flattered to be here finally, getting my due. Yeah, now we've always needed to have you on this show because, you know, you bring some insight that, that most people just don't bring. <laughs> most people in this circle don't bring anyway. Yeah. yeah. She has the I Love Geeks t-shirt on for folks who are listening in that can't right. see. Yeah. From your... From the company infrastructure, right, uh, in, yeah, infra- infrastructure. I think is the name. <laughs> of it, right? She got that, and uh, she's wearing her Sarah Palin glasses, which I requested for today. <laughs> and uh, and uh, another little geek on the way. There is, yeah. and actually, this for people that don't know. So this this baby in here is a boy, and we named him uh, Campbell Franklin. Miller, Mangicotti, or Mangicotti Miller, Miller, one of the two. We don't know how we're ending it. But Campbell, named after Richard Campbell. Franklin, named after Jay Franklin. It's that's true. Carl's brother. <laughs> that's, that's an awesome guy, really. Yeah, we like him a lot. We, okay. think, we like Franklin. We couldn't think of anybody we knew who had that last name. <laughs> Carl, met Carl's brother. Carl's brother. Who's named Jay. And we were like, this Franklin. guy's awesome. And we so, named the baby after him. Anyway, that's, mm. that's the story of it. But the reason the reason we did is because Karen and I met doing this show with Richard and Carl right. Franklin yeah. uh, mm-hmm. called Mondays, and we felt that that would be a fun name. It's a so little that we, cute. You know, when we're angry we're, in the we're house, we're going to find out, out 15 years from now how good of an idea that actually oh, was. Oh, I think it's going to be great. 15 be years like, from now when this boy is listening to the show. Johnny, where are you? You know, <laughs> <laughs> he's just out and, you know. Yeah, when he's in the I hate you phase. So, and he's, and he's replaying about. episodes of Mondays right. like, I can't believe you. You're but so pe- embarrassing. But people that don't know that and just know that I'm that we're naming the baby Campbell Franklin think that I'm like just a big DNR fan. You know. Yeah. And the other thing is my wedding ring, if you look at it sideways it's an infinity symbol but it also matches the visual studio logo <laughs> <laughs> so everybody thinks i've just you know brought karen into this massive geek fest and like, yeah and, and i'm, I'm completing so. unwittingly going along like okay yeah. campbell franklin that's so in a name. weird way i really do feel responsible for this because uh i did pick karen to be on mondays and i picked mark to be on mondays that's right uh totally independent of each other and then while we were doing this comedy show which i really don't recommend you play around <laughs> your kids by the way <laughs> Or around people who are offended Anyone by with words, yeah. <laughs> by words in general. Uh, so, uh, and then of course, uh, one thing led to another, and you two are together, and it's kind of like the dysfunctional Brady Bunch over at your house. It really is surreal. This is actually crazy. the seventh, you know, in the brood of Mangicotti Miller. So, well, it's a little, it's a little crazy. <laughs> You've been there, it's a little crazy, but yeah, seven. Do and and so seven kids and do any of them have propensities for development? Oh, I thought you, you were going to say starting fires. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say flipping off people. <laughs> we would say yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think there's there's some possibility yeah. in there, but you know we'll see what they what they want to do. Yeah. 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 We're not. I'm not pushing them in that direction. No, no you're not. My daughter, my oldest daughter, she's like, she, she, she's got some, you know, dad, you know, doesn't like dad pushing her in that direction issues. Mm. So she liked to rub it in my face that she got an offer from MIT that she absolutely refused in terms of, you know, <laughs> not going there for math because she's a great math student. And she's like, I like history more. Yeah, I'm going to major in history. <laughs> yeah. You know? And cupcake making. Yeah. So that'll get her when she's, you know, getting a job afterwards. That'll come back to haunt her a little bit. But oh well. Or not. It's always a challenge with kids. I, you know, 
being me being a musician first before I was a developer and having uh, two girls, you know, you wonder how much pushing is enough. I, when I was a kid, my mother was like, you will practice the piano. <laughs> and I would yeah. say, I don't want to. And she'd go, yeah. smack, you will practice. Yeah. And, you know, actually, thank you because... Uh, that without that kind yeah, of your mom's hardcore, discipline. by the way. Hey, yeah. your, your mom actually took my daughter and your daughter to a, a, no. a piano concert the other night. Oh, yeah. God, no. And so she was like, so what instrument do you play? But it was oh, like, yeah. oh, well, yeah. get up my back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she's pretty hardcore. She is hardcore, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I've got two daughters as well, and I don't think either one of them, both of them have technical tendencies. But neither one of them wants to admit it. I just think this this generation that's coming along now that's always had computers and always had internet oh, yeah. just doesn't right. react to it the way we react to it. Right. They didn't they think it's about as interesting as we consider like refrigerators. We've they've always had them. It's yeah. not a big deal. The light turns on when you open the door. Yeah. You know, that that's that's all there is to it. I just I worry that uh, there's not going to be a lot of developers in, in this generation. Coming they certainly out. don't have that sense of wonder that we have. I mean, we had sense of wonder at a green screen that said our name back to us. Yeah, we're right. No, that honey, was a you wonderful had a sense thing. of wonder. Speaking from the outside world, not everyone had that sense of wonder, right? I mean, because I, because I have no place on this stage at all, actually. Like, I barely <laughs> know how to check my email, and so. You know, we're, for example, we're having a yard sale at my house the other day. And me and the kids are like making signs and Miller comes out and he's like, I've printed up the aspect ratio of where the arrows go on the computer. And we're like, go away. We're like throwing markers at him. Like, let us make our freaking our, our signs. You'll notice that the, the blue <laughs> numbers are measurements from the left yeah. and the red ones are measurements from vertical from the top. And the kids and I are like, oh. It's all to scale. And now if you follow these simple guidelines yeah. on this. And I applied a transform in WPF. Thing. <laughs> yeah, Karen doesn't like it when I bring the computer into art projects. I know. We're li- so. I'm like, we'll make a clay diorama of the... And he's like, no. Oh, I have downloaded a new app for my iPhone. And I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, not good. You know, when you're talking about that, I don't think I've told this story before, but when I was a kid, I got a TRS-80 computer from Radio Shack. Mm-hmm. Me too. And I... and and I'm Maybe I did tell this story, but I, I remember... It was only text entry. But I remember figuring out a way to hack into this that I could get – you could press a key and I could know why – when you press the key immediately that you just press the key. Yeah. So I could now create games that were controlled by the keyboard. Right. And I was – and I said, I'm going to make a million dollars. I'm going to be so rich. Yeah. And I remember going into my nearest radio shack to tell the sales guy about how, <laughs> how rich I was going to be. But before I could get to that point, he said, hey, here's the new TRS-80 model that's out. And it, it tells when the keys – it knows when the key's been pressed on the keyboard. It's yeah. amazing. And I was like, no. Sorry, hacker. <laughs> so Someone's been there before. That was the first of many close calls with greatness that I've had. <laughs> You know, always a bad thing. But, but I remember, I totally remember that sense of you know enthusiasm and passion for this technology yeah. that was totally new coming out. So, in the product before yours was Code Rash, right? And it almost almost made it. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that, that might have been my, a marketing yeah. issue. I that don't was know. Another close call. <laughs> can we edit point that out? <laughs> Luckily, it's now a cream used by many. <laughs> okay, Karen, you're not helping right now. Yeah, I sometimes wonder what what uh, uh, computers are so everywhere, and in the movies and on television, computer graded, uh, generated graphics and stuff. It just gives you this wow sense. And so, seeing a simple CRUD application is just, you know that works elegantly is just not not at all interesting to kids. Well, you know, um, Karen's. Uh Karen's daughter, uh, Gabriella, we were, 
she's been taking a few programming lessons that she's asked for me from. And oh, really? th this girl is so brilliant and smart. I actually feel like she's really just watching me while we're coding just to see what, where my weaknesses are, what my passions are and stuff like that. <laughs> to exploit she's, them later. Yeah, she to exploit is. them she's later, right? She's, she's doing exactly. that. She's like, but she's just watching me. Yeah. I don't encourage this practice at all, by the way, because I feel like, you know, don't give that girl any more power. <laughs> like, let's keep her out of <laughs> well, the loop. I'm just of thinking about the number of kids you have in your house and you work from home. Yeah. So, I mean, I need it to be pretty quiet to actually write code. He can um, do code while people are drooling on it. Yeah, it gets, it, they... <laughs> it gets, there gets to be a certain threshold. Like sometimes people will hang out in the office while I'm coding. Right. And, you know, chaos will be, in, in, you know, ensuing. And I'll be at, at some point I'll be like, okay, we're at my threshold. Everybody's going to leave. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If it's something I'm focused That's on, I have to. That's a super high threshold, through. though. It, I mean, it is pretty high, go, though. You're right. You go a little, like, you know, in your little cave or whatever. Yeah, I can just totally, totally focus drool. in for the most part. And if it gets bad, I can stick earphones in and then everything's Yeah, well, fine. I find that once you get focused like that, people can be talking to you and you have no idea. You're not there. Yeah, you there's, we've somewhere had, else. Karen and I have a number of conversations where she's like, no, I told you this. And you said <laughs> yeah. yes. And I said, did I say yes like this? Okay. Yeah. Which you know, is like super this, convenient because okay. I can say it any time now. Yeah, but he the, totally yeah, is that, like... That's the yes of what do I need to say to make you go away? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I don't even I don't even know I'm saying yes, really. I'm just like, you know, I'll say okay because well, we it just, feels right in the We moment. were just talking to Ivar Jakobsen in New York yesterday. And that came up about when do you like to write code? And, and just like me, I mean, and probably a lot of us too. If you're at home and you're writing code, the best time is after everyone's gone to bed. Because it's quiet and you can count on six hours or so of just uninterrupted you and the computer. Right. Until, the until your face hits the keyboard from exhaustion, right? Right. Am I right? Yeah. Is that the best well, time? I guess. The, I, I'd say yes, but to a point, right? Because as fatigue starts to set in, so do mistakes, right? Yeah. So you want, yeah, yeah. I mean, if I see I've made a mistake and it's because of fatigue, I think it's because of fatigue. Then time to stop. I, it's time to back away. What about early in the morning? You get up like, if you go to bed very early. Yeah. And then wake up three o'clock or something yeah, like I, that. To me, the other thing too is, 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 you know, Karen will often take the kids away to do some sort of activity. Yeah. So it's, you know, uh, there's plenty of times, sometimes a lot on weekends too, yeah. where I'm able to just, you know, go in and get that time, you know, that I need to finish something up. But it, but it kind of goes in, for me, it goes in cycles because I'm not writing code full time. I'm, I'm spending time, you know, managing a team. I'm spending time evangelizing. Mm. I'm talking to customers, things like that. So, so when, when I'm deep in focus, Karen knows because what happens is that overflows my normal hours, right? I'm, I'm spending a little but more time in the morning. But you can't, how can you have normal hours though? Because, you know, you could be doing well, an activity and then all of a sudden a call or a, a meeting or something comes up. You're there. You well, have, I have to go. Okay. So I have normal hours because I, I work remotely, but I have normal hours that are synced up with the, our office on the West Coast. Yeah. And so during those times, I am available online. I okay. get phone calls, all that sort of thing. Right? All right. But those are normal hours. For but me. they don't call after normal hours. Well, it depends on if we're working a project. Like yeah. we've just been, we we've been recently finishing the um, a, a video that shows that shows Code Rush that I'm super passionate about this video because um, the video is exciting and I I think it really gets across something that's been hard to do and get across in a demo, a really mm. quick introductory demo to the product, which mm. is like how how I feel about it, how I think customers who are who, who are really passionate about it feel. I mean, think about it. I mean, take coders out, substitute any product, right, mm -hmm. that you're really passionate about. How do you, conv how do you convey that passion in like four minutes yeah. to somebody? It's, it's, it's very impossible. You tell somebody, you've got to use this thing. It's great. You gotta, you'll love it. And everybody immediately says, well, I'm going to discount that. 
And so I, I've I, seen the way I, you convince people of that passion. You type with chopsticks. Well, <laughs> we do all these you, tricks. You use right? Playboy models. We, yeah, and we, we get mini me and we get coding with guitar. We do all of these crazy things just to get a buzz and attention. But I, I, and I've been trying, I've been selling, I've been working on Code Rush and essentially selling it, selling my passion for like over 10 years. Right. About 12 I mean, years. Before .NET, you had a Delphi version. Right. I had a Delphi version, exactly. In fact, there's some features of that Delphi version that still rock compared to what we have in, hmm. in this world, you know? Hmm. And, and actually, this is one of the things I was thinking we might talk about. I don't know if it's, a, it's kind of a, a sad thing, but the idea in, in my world, I, I write code that sits on top of another product, right? Studio. And yeah, it's, it's a host product, right? Well, what happens when you've got a killer feature and then the, the host comes out with a feature that's not as good? And I got to think this yeah. happened in Studio 2010 to you. It, it's yeah. happened. It's happened. It's happened all along the way. It happened even in the days when we had it for Delphi. It happened as well. And it's always kind of almost a punch in the gut, right? You work yeah. so hard to get it perfect, and then you see somebody else's implementation, and you're like, okay, that's it falls Code snippets, here here. for example. What? Code snippets, for example. Oh, what? Code snippets is not the, the biggest one for me. For me, the biggest one that happened in 2010 is the go jump to next identifier. Right, so they have it. I think it's Control Shift Up and Down is new feature in 2010. It's very similar to a tab to next reference, but tab to next reference is beautiful in simplicity and also in its in, in the way it, it shows it to you. Mm. It's it's sim- simple because you just hit the tab key. You're changing focus just like you would on a dialogue at design time or runtime, right? Right, and you're just moving to the next thing and then backwards. Shift tab takes you backwards. So it's beautiful in that simplicity, and it's also very clear in the way it underlines and shows you all of these things. And it also allows you to jump back so you can use it to drill in and then get back to where you were. Mm. So it kind of sets these markers up as you start drilling in using the feature. In Visual Studio, the way it highlights, it actually lowers the contrast of the thing that you're, you're, you're moving on. Instead of, instead of emphasizing the thing you're looking at, it lowers the contrast. It's, 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 it's incorrect. It's not the way it should be. So now I see this feature that just like it's, and I hate it. I hate it because it just, it takes this beautiful thing and makes the beautiful thing irrelevant to some degree. Hmm. And so that's like a, that, that's the side effect of doing this kind of, you know, of, of being in the world that sort I'm in where you are, Thing. Yeah, a symbiotic relationship where you're like, I'm the host providing additional feed. I'm, I'm not the host. I'm the the add-on providing additional feed. You're the parasite. Yeah. 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 So that's like the little bit of the, the kick in the butt. I am the parasite. <laughs> Sometimes Richard says things, and I, it's weeks later that I play them back in my head. <laughs> oh, that's what he meant. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that brought the conversation to a screeching halt, didn't it? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm giving you guys a chance. I don't, yeah, I yeah, just yeah. Was, you know, painfully aware that I think I was just manic there for the uh, Oh, that's okay. Really? You were just painfully aware of manic now? Well, yeah. I saw this is you, the only time it's ever occurred like, to you. Cut off side Where Where does it come from? Your your madness, your creativity, where does it come from? Well, it's funny because I thought it was just everybody else that was, you know, messed up until recently. And I think Karen diagnosed me with Asperger's disease. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. would... By the way, worst move ever because now he's like, oh, I'm just doing that because of my Asperger's. I'm just doing this because I'm like, you're not allowed to say that Sorry, word Asperger's in the house. says I can't eat vegetables tonight. Sorry. You know? <laughs> my Asperger's says we need to change Sorry. this. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. But uh, so I don't know. Um yeah, I, I've always been this way. I always felt that everybody was kind of missing a, a certain amount of passion that they should just have. I mean, Richard, I think Karen asked Richard once, you know, two words to describe Miller, and he said, irrationally exuberant or something like that, <laughs> yeah. right? Something along those lines. And 
and, and, it, and it's true. Whatever I'm working on at the moment, I think, is like the greatest thing ever. Mm. Like a couple of weeks ago, I was working on this killer color picker, which allows you to click on, shows color swatches in the code. Karen knows about this because this took, this, this, was long this, this <laughs> consumed family lifetime, right? Mm. But, but, and, and it's for, to do a simple thing. You've got a color in the code, right? You color reference, color from mm-hmm. dot, dot, color dot from, R, from ARGB, oh, yeah, right? Yeah. And you're passing in numbers. Shows you a swatch in the code right underneath to show you that color. Okay. You can click on the color. Color picker comes up. Something that's equivalent to what you'd find in Photoshop. Yeah. Right, hmm. In terms of color picking, with, with eyedroppers, all sort. You know. Wow, cool. Being able to do hex codes, all this stuff, isolating on different channels. So if you don't want to, just crazy. It's it's but all to change a color. Yeah. Right, and it's like totally overkill. I was saying it right. was the SR seventy one of color pictures. As well. <laughs> I was so enthusiastic about it, and now I'm like kind of like, yeah, it's it's all right. It's you know, it is it a color it, picker. It in does the what end. it's supposed to do. Right now, I can finally grab that zombie green off that game and put it in my code. Now you can do it. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. important, this and is, it's is and a, it's easy and fast. Instead of like figuring it out and typing it all. In. You are you saying you have a color picker that you can just pick a color from any. Thing on the screen? Yeah, and it puts it in the code, so it'll put that code declaration Anything in. on the screen? Yeah. Wow. Anything on the screen. When he said he was obsessed, he wasn't kidding. Wow, that's it's, And it applies to everything. The, like, the kids will come home and they'll be like, I need to make a poster for my book. And he's like, poster? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to believe mnemonics in a life-scale model, and then we're going to have you know an engine, five engines to power it. Okay, and- you just used one of the words I'm not allowed to say. <laughs> yeah, he's not allowed to say mnemonic, hydraulic, Asperger's. There are certain words that are banned from the house. <laughs> and those are just the ones I can say here. You There's a lot normally, of words. Yeah, mnemonic usually doesn't fall on a list of banned words, actually. Yeah, I know. It does when you hear them 12 times a day. I have substitutes. I can say, like, pneumatic, right? <laughs> I think you meant pneumatic when you said mnemonic. Are you sure? I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. You're not allowed to really say anything. You can say hydraulic for You're not a allowed time. to up the game of any of the kids' projects, is what you're not yeah, allowed to We had, to, we had a, with a really cool one. I don't know if we ever talked about this, but one of the kids came in and said, I want to make a little robot man that oh, yeah. write. Did we talk about this? No, ever? no. I don't think we've ever done this about the show. The I've show. seen the machine. Okay. We, yeah. So he says, he says, here's my challenge. It's for a book report. I want to, I want to make a little robot man that can draw a picture of the moon. And I'm like, we can do this, right? And, yeah, and, and, we can. And we can't do anything else for three weeks, no, but we, we can do this. <laughs> can we edit that out so my boss can tell us. Oh, yeah. So he built a man end. out of Legos that you scan a picture, any picture. It, nothing about this is simple, right? It can be any picture, and then he'll draw it. But it also He's has the, to the look Lego like the next man. system. He's also right? going and buying a Ken doll so he can rework it to make it look like the man and building this. And the table has to have like the kind of trim that the table has. And right and little, for all little, to match the book report. And, but it was awesome because it actually he 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 drew in a lame way, right? He was scanning left to right, right, and just in in arcs and moving down but at a time but he would lift up you know just as he got to the moon so the background would be black from the pencil and this was for a school project it was for a school yeah. project so awesome don't don't <laughs> teachers sort of frown on the the school projects being a vehicle for parental and doesn't you know, even matter carl because you know what the, the teachers never saw it they the never kid, saw it the kid brought it to school and he's like yeah i didn't have time to look at it so i brought it home yeah. <laughs> yeah. and miller's like <laughs> no, I, I, I love just, I loved, to me, that there was a, yeah. a great challenge. And there was actually another example where I was able to sit down with, um, with, with, with Spencer and, and go through, you know, programming with him. I was like, yeah. let's, cause, cause, cause getting this guy to draw, 
there, there was a challenge, right? Because he could only move his arm so fast. Yeah. And if we wanted to be precise, it would take like, you know, eight to 10 minutes to draw it. And, and we needed to, to come up with a compromise to get it, you know, between looking good and also getting done in a reasonable amount of time. We needed to do that because the judges were going to be like all over us if I, it took 10 minutes. I didn't want it to be boring, right? <laughs> yeah, I wanted no. kids to be able to see well, It's really an opportunity to have that time with him and, and you know, sort of teach him. You know, because he's, he's yeah. came to you with the idea, I want to do this. Yes. It's, I have a yeah. goal. I, yeah. I, I, I've said to this guy more than once, I said, I've said, Spencer, anytime you and I have argued over what is possible, yeah. and you've said it's not, I've won. Okay. Yeah. Anything is possible, right? It's yeah. an opportunity to say that, right? That no, no challenge can, can, cannot be met, right? There's nothing that you can tell me that is impossible that I can't figure out a way around. Right. Right. And you should think the same thing. I'm sorry, go. No, I'm just saying that. Yeah, but you use it for everything. Like, can you get me a glass? I can do anything. I'm <laughs> 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 you the guys do. Yeah, pass me that we stool. To, we made a Viking ship. Did you guys ever see the Viking ship we had no. to make? Yeah. So was it scale? It, yeah. So we're doing Viking ship, and Karen's like the aspect radio and the maybe, yeah. Karen, maybe we could do something out of clay. I'm like clay. We're going to use clay for the mold for yeah. the interior, so we can bend the wood around it. Yeah. So he makes <laughs> I love working with clay. Like actually. Like not at a computer, like working with clay, and he's like, he's like, yeah. So he he makes me build the thing we're, with clay, and then destroys taking, it because he puts all the wood which we're in dipping, the same curve that the Vikings in, use in vinegar. So overnight to get it to bend, and right? putting it in the oven so the house smells like vinegar. Which, by the way, not so nice. Vinegar and clay, yeah, vinegar and clay in the house. So he builds this like pretty killer <laughs> Viking ship in the end with sails that really work according to the way the Vikings made them work. It was completely insane. So then he goes to school and he realized the other. <laughs> the other kids' models, right? Uh, yeah, they were not as inspired. They, one kid so had they, a block of clay, and that was all he had. <laughs> it's, had an, like, it's a boat ashtray. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, we can set. That's a that's a stand for your boat. Yeah, Spencer's like, no, it's not. And then that's his boat. And then Mark and then Mark takes a shoebox somebody else used. And I'm like, we'll store it in this. And I'm like, no, that's their boat. That's, that's, a that's boat their boat. Too. Stop. Stop. Put down that. Yeah. Okay. Put down the other kids' projects. Yeah. <laughs> This portion of .NET Rocks is brought to you by our good friends at Telerik, who bring you the new TFS Work Item Manager and TFS Project Dashboard. So if you're spending a lot of time on organizing the cluttered pile of work items in TFS, get ready for a fresh and intuitive experience. The guys at Telerik just launched the TFS Work Item Manager and Project Dashboard, a couple of free tools designed to make working with Team Foundation Server faster and easier. Unlike the standard TFS Explorer, the Work Item Manager lets you take advantage of powerful capabilities like filtering, as you type search, grouping and aggregation, and iteration scheduling. You can even see all the work items in a Scrum dashboard view, as if watching the whiteboard in your own room. Project Dashboard is a unique tool for visualizing TFS data. Useful for both developers and project managers, it helps you keep track of the latest TFS project activity like current iteration progress, build history, recent check-ins, assigned tasks and bug history, and to understand the health of the project as a whole. The TFS tools are brought to you by Telerik and Imaginet, the experts in application lifecycle management. Built with RAD controls for WPF, they're both amazingly flexible and responsive. Go to Telerik.com and download the TFS tools for free. And hey, don't forget to thank them for supporting .NET Rocks. Whoa! Paul, <laughs> <laughs> history of the world. Wow. That's that? skeet, you know the clay yeah, pigeons. I know. It's history of the world. That's the well, history. that was one application of that word. Okay. Yes, but All that's right. skeet, where you okay. take a clay pigeon, shoot it. And... Okay, right. 
Do you think? Yeah, I really don't want to explain my jokes. Would, uh, would fit in this conversation. Wait, what did you say? Do you don't think they teenage fit in mutant ninja, ninja turtles would fit in this conversation? Uh, teenage mutant We've ninja turtles. About that first time I was no, no, yeah, but okay, that was a long time ago. So let me and none of these people have ever heard about it. That first show, I think, is actually still. It's a timeless show. It's how to be a better programmer. I think is what it's called. Yeah, and I think there's some really. There's some some good things in there that have a long life to them. So if you haven't listened to that, and you could summarize it just by saying, "Be awesome." No, I I, well, I I think I summarize it by saying, "Nothing is impossible." Yeah. Right. If somebody comes to you with a challenge, there's there. Think about it. What we do on the computer, it's all illusion. It's all illusion. The mouse, text, flashing cursor, you know, flashing carrot. Everything is an illusion, right? So we can do anything. It's just a matter of putting enough in there to make that to make that illusion occur. So, so, um, mm. but you said Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. that was like my first kind of professional programming thing. I did. I, I went to the USC Film School, partnered up with a friend there who had a roommate who had a, uh, a special effects shop that was bidding to get uh, a, uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, special effects uh, for their show? contract. For a road, uh, uh, a theater performance they were going to do around around the world, around the United States, and around the world eventually, and uh, and so we had an opportunity to do a dog and pony show of getting uh, of, sh- of showing how we were going to m- make the 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 mechanical masks that the actors were going to wear on stage move in sync to uh, a soundtrack uh, that was going to play back that had the recording of the whole play. This is animatronics. Yes, yeah, so we do this. We do this dog and pony show with a cassette recorder. You know, you know cassette tape. You remember those, right? Yeah, <laughs> and and we secretly synced up our playback, which we'd already which we had already pre-recorded, you know, at the same time. So I secretly hit a second button when we hit play, right at the right yeah. sound cue. So everything looked like it was working, right? And we got the contract, and we got a check for like thirty five thousand dollars to get started to buy the computers we needed, everything like that. And uh, and then we had like I think six weeks or less to deliver, and we couldn't be late because they were selling tickets. You know, inside Radio City Music Hall, thousands of kids no to pressure. see the show. And I, and I remember for like for like up until I think about three weeks before, I was so stressed because I could not solve the synchronization problem. Until lucky for us, um, my partner found a card that had just been released that was um, that allowed you to to that you could plug into a computer and get SMPTE timecode signals in, which is what they use to lay down on video to, like, mm-hmm. keep it video in, in sync. In so sync. it doesn't, you know, uh, when it plays back, you you see it all in sync. At least hmm. that's you can lock days. devices together. What? According, you can lock devices, tape machines right. and electronics. So once I get this card, I'm like, I'm like instantly no longer stressed, right? Yeah. I can now see where we are on the tape, and now, I, now I'm able to finish and complete and it was it was really really it was it was it was a wonderful fun learning experience. It was a great thing to do right out of college, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, um, I, a couple things that we've talked about before on this that were related to that. But you know, one of the ones was is we we programmed everything in advance with these masks, right? We we and it was really it was surreal seeing all these turtle heads laid out on the floor and hearing the the, the soundtrack and they just you know when Donald when Donald Trump talks they start talking and I was thinking God you know if my my <laughs> daughter were here she would love this you know if she could see this kind of stuff it's just crazy amazing stuff mm. and then we get into New York and we the actors are doing the dress rehearsals and they can't breathe right. because the actors they, they can only breathe through the mouth when it's open and it's only ta- open when it's talking right? <laughs> <laughs> so the guy's begging for his line yeah, to come up so he can inhale yeah, we got the whole show recorded and we're like well what do we do and so I changed the software to allow us to punch in while it's playing back and record a new bit 
So what we would do is while we're doing red dress rehearsal, we would punch in, open up the mouth slowly so the actor could breathe, and then just before the actor was supposed to speak, we would just slowly close the mouth. In addition to that, they made changes on stage. They put fans off to the sides with um, uh, little streamers hooked up so the actors could easily see, and they'd go and, you know, checking knobs of the spaceship, whatever mm-hmm. it was going to be, mm-hmm. and, uh, and they could get their air. So that wow. was that was like one of the one of the the kind of cool things, right? I mean, it, it really emphasized that hey, this is software. We're in a live environment, but I'm able to change it. And the other thing is is this this process of opening up the mouths actually took about two weeks of sh- of shows before we finally said, okay, we got to write for everybody. Because yeah. what we would do is we record and we would and, and we would say, hey, I like that that a lot. Let's keep that piece we just did. And other times we'd make mistakes and we'd say, okay, well, we'll just get that the next show. Mm. And so we were gradually improving the quality of this. Mm. The second thing that is totally memorable to me is I'm, I'm down under the stage at Radio City Music Hall. Donatello's right in front of me. My partner is right next to me. And uh, it's totally dark. The lights are shining in through the cracks in the stage. The kids outside are cheering, you know, teenage, we want to see, the, we want the turtles. Yeah. We want the turtles. <laughs> we want the turtles. And the lights are going, you know, the spotlights are moving up and down. You see it through the cracks. And then you, the, the music goes, bow. The hydraulics kick in. The stage, op- floor, the floor opens up right above Donatello, pushes him right up on stage. The kids go crazy. They're yeah. absolutely crazy. I turn to my partner, I go, this is pretty cool. <laughs> you got to admit Right. Yeah. So I didn't know that part of the story where you got that job by faking it. I never knew that. Yeah, we it was you it was a, the second. We, we had a lot of confidence, oh. and and we got it by faking. It was, it was, it was there was no anything. other way. We didn't have the money to to get what we needed, and the mm. technology actually didn't exist at the time we got the job. This card was released, you know, just in time. You know, just basically. Just I think what it, that card hadn't been released, then, then what would you've done? We it would, would have been cassette time. Something else. I, something else. Yeah, we yeah. would have been. We would. I would have created something that allowed me to maybe jog. I was thinking jog, more. You would be selling French fries at McDonald's, but that's just me. <laughs> no, he can do anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd look a little different if I was selling, you know, fries at McDonald's. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, remember one of my one of my favorite memories of your crazy passion for some of the software was uh, the. The feature in uh, Refractor where you switch to reorder parameters, parameters. Reorder parameters. Reorder parameters. And, it, and what he was crazy about was yeah. not the fact that the parameters literally lifted up and switched places, but how the comma floated between oh, the that's two. that's true. Just, it just moved right. enough so it was in the right place when the two, and it got there at the same that's time true. as the two parameters landing. Yeah. And he showed it, he says, look how great this is. I says, yeah, you switched the parameters. No, look again. Yeah, you switched the parameters again. Watch the comma. Watch the comma. The comma yeah. moved. He goes, yeah, yeah, that's moved beautiful, just man. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it even works if you have a multi-lined, pra- your, your parameters on multiple lines, right? If you've got mm-hmm. like a, you know, a whole bunch of parameters and they're listed out, the comma still moves. And yeah, it is, it's, it's, you're right. It's sometimes I'm aware of this crazy attention to detail, <laughs> right? To just, but, but what the funny I part look- is when you do that stuff right, yeah, and I don't know anybody who does UI, you do close as good as you do. You don't even notice. That was the joke, right? It yes, was so perfect. That's true. I couldn't see it. That's true. If you do it absolutely right, you don't, you don't notice it. And, and there's other examples of that too. Like there's another trick that we do, which is when you, um, uh, when you, have a tree list and you open a node near the bottom of the list where otherwise it would be obscured by drop down off the screen. We scroll the list up and move the mouse up at the same time. And you don't even notice, right? Because what's happened is you click the button with the mouse, right? 
And then if you don't like it, you click it again without moving the mouse and it just collapses, right? But you get to see the things you're interested in, mm. right? And so there, there are some tricks and you like you think that that's exactly the thing you're not supposed to do is ever that's move right. the yeah, mouse without the user's permission. You're never supposed permission. to move the mouse. But we talked about this Virginia when we do the UI show, yeah. right? And I show, yeah. I show you, I, I think I've shown you guys Excel doing this. Mm-hmm. Excel yeah, will right. move the mouse when you have the to find dialog up and you click find, you find next. It yeah. moves the mouse when it moves the dialog underneath that you click on, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's, these are things that they say not to do. Right, but but you can do them if if and and if you do them and nobody notices, it's actually okay. Yeah, you've done it right. So tell us a little bit about the days of Delphi when you used to do uh, these shows with Ray Kanafka. Yeah, Ray Kanafka. He was your arch nemesis. Because you right? never worked you did for some crazy. You did some of the craziest stuff I've ever heard of people doing in a in a conference. Something about software being shot with bullets or holes or. Fireballs. Oh yes! Or- oh my God, that was that's true. I used to do a show that was like a. Um, uh, it was it was it was similar to the one the one that you do sometimes, Carl. Which is this? It's kind of a, a it was it's kind of a funny thing about code. Yeah. And I had uh, yeah I did a couple of really fun things. One one of the most popular ones. Well, you, you remember the Clippy, the office assistant? Yes. I had a, a super sarcastic green mutant one that came up while you were writing code. <laughs> and it would be like, you know, in, 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 in Delphi, you couldn't put a semicolon before the else statement, I think, something like that. It was a common mistake people made a lot. And he goes, oh, Dr. Semicolon, I presume. You know? <laughs> You'd come up and you go, oh, you know, 14 errors after compile. Brilliant, genius, you know. And I made it, I put all this just for the show, just for yeah. this one hour presentation in yeah. front of everybody. And I had things like you said, I had, I had a really cool one too. Oh, it was a, oh, it was really fun. I had a, a guy from the audience come up and he held up this wand with a star on the end of it. And, and I said, cause basically I said, oh, my mouse is broken. Well, that's okay. We'll use the power, psychic energy in the room. <laughs> so I bring up a guy and I have him hold a star. With with a star on the end of a stick, it looks like a you know a mag- magic wand, uh, or something. a magic wand kind of thing, and uh, and and I say you this is I need everybody to focus on this and this will become our mouse, and so what happens is is on the screen you start to see a red kind of glowing thing occur right there you know it's my laser pointer sorry it's my laser pointer oh, okay. it's not, not my mouse right for a presentation and and it's on you're talking about code and I'm like good and he, as he moves the star the laser pointer actually moves. In, in respect to it. And the way I'm doing this, I've got an infrared camera set up that's, and, and the, and the star has got 3M, uh, reflective paper on it that, mm. you know, that you yeah. shine a light at it, it reflects straight back. So the infrared camera's got an infrared light and it, and it, so it sees where it is. So whenever he moves, it's actually moving. But then I've also got a timer that's going on. And as it, <laughs> as the timer goes, this, this laser pointer starts burning to hold, trails through the code. It's <laughs> just permanently smoking up, right? As put, I mean, this is too much psychic energy, everybody. <laughs> Calm down. You've got to stop channeling, right? And I did one, I did another one. Oh, this was awesome. It was a version control system where you had to go into a, you know, th- I started by saying, look, what's the, what is, what's wrong with version control systems these days? And I go, they're boring. And I go, what's wrong with, you know, 3D shooter, with shooter games these days, you know, first person shooters? There's no real risk. <laughs> 
And so I've created the ultimate version control system. So here we are, we're writing some code, right? And then I say, okay, let's check it in. So we go into this three-dimensional world, and Ray Kanopka is partnering with me, and we're going through, we're shooting bugs. We get these giant door, and every time we've gone into some new room, there's been a button on the floor, and it's been like, you know, I press it and something bad happens. So we finally get to these giant King Kong-sized doors at the end, and there's a big red button. And Ray says, don't press the button. And I'm like, you're right, Ray, I'm not going to press the button. Let's just go, and it says exit nearby. So he's walking to the exit. I'm right behind Ray, and Ray's character, by the way, in the game, looks like Ray and has a kick me sign on the back of the <laughs> I'm right behind Ray, and then I back away. I start running towards the button. And Ray is like, no. I hit the button. The doors open up, and it's Bill Gates, giant Bill Gates. He's giant. And he, his mouth opens up giant wide, and out come Windows logos shooting at us. <laughs> and we're, like, running, and we get hit. And then I switch to the code, and I show the code has got a big hole in it burnt out through it and I can even show window applications behind it and that, that are going through it and I say well there you see this is one of the problems with the, you know this is the risk I talked about right but I did it with a, with a region right where you can punch yeah. a, a hole through something but regions alone just make a hole but I needed right. the charred edge around. So I put on top of that a bitmap that had the charred reg- edges oh, that nice. matched up perfectly with it right oh, that's great <laughs> You had a little smoking animation up off near the top. And people were like, wait, what the? How did you blow a hole through my code? And you can scroll up and down and the region moves. Yeah, so that was, those were the days when I had a little more time on my hands. Yeah. <laughs> right? You know what the interesting backstory about all this detail is, is that he can do all this stuff and spend, you know, weeks on, on making a comma or whatever, but in squalor, right? He can be surrounded <laughs> in three feet of Dorito bags and underwear and be totally happy. <laughs> I so think that, <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> I just think it's funny that there's attention to detail, you know, all right. there. And I don't but really live in squalor, though. Yeah. All right, so go ahead. But you would. Could <laughs> right. I think you're describing the per- the the general programmer? I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, we get just, a little my, obsessed. My street cred is just bumped up like you know, <laughs> four to five points. Thanks, Gary. That's we, awesome. we get a little obsessed. I think you have to be obsessed about something in life. I think, you know, don't you think? I think so. I mean, I teach that so, to my kids. Be obsessed. Yeah, I mean, when you take a bite of the apple, I mean, you know. Enjoy it, yeah. right? Well, you're obsessed about the right thing, taste too, of and course, what? I'm you know? sorry? You've got to be obsessed about the right thing. Picking your nose, not a good thing to be obsessed with sure. if you're a child. But I, 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 I go for it. I, I recommend it. I mean, it's... Yeah, no, nose candy? If you're going to dig, dig deep. Did you say nose candy? <laughs> Is that like so cocaine? What are you saying? I don't know what you're talking about. Nose picking. Oh, nose picking. I thought it was yeah. a nose candy. All right, I so did say nose candy. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. Anyhow. At a point... <laughs> So show. I think, yeah, it's a good thing to, for, I, my oldest daughter is obsessed with ballet dancing. She, since she was three, she's been, you know, at Eastern Connecticut Ballet doing after school. Now she's up to like five to six days a week after school every day. She had like a natural, she, she never walked on her feet too. She's only ever yes, walked on her toes. She walked on her <laughs> tippy toes for a long time and it was genetic because her mother did it, her mother's mother did it, and her mother's mother's mother did it. It's a good thing for yeah. a ballerina. So, yeah, she finally <laughs> straightened them but out. But I agree with you. I, I think it is good to have that kind of a passion, right? Because yeah. it allows you to kind of explore how far can you take it, Yeah. right? Answer that question. How, how far can I push this? You know, yeah. How far can I explore this? How, how much can I enjoy this? 
Yeah, I mean, I certainly did. Richard was, when he was, you know, four years old, he was rebuilding mainframe computers. <laughs> and uh, when I was four, I was... You've always left out the, the, my, my 10 to 12-year-old explosive age. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> That's some of your best stories, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the problem is these days, explosives aren't funny anymore. Right, it's too it's uh, yeah, like true. the old Although, days. Yeah, what, you're, what you're laughing about is <laughs> take the fun. We, out we, of we, signs at the airport yeah, that say they're not, the funny. Yeah, they're not funny. They're not funny. They're not funny. Story. We, yeah. they, of course, what's just happened is this thing in in, in Times Square, right? And and they, they they were detailing what was in the bomb, and I I'm I'm listening and eating breakfast because we're on the road trip. Then I go, I gotta go. Huh. And he goes, what? He says, that's no bomb. <laughs> yeah. Did you see John Stewart? Yeah, do the same. That's thing. not a bomb. And now the guy is making omelets, going. If you were going to, and the problem is that what I, the real problem is that I shot my mouth off and said, if I was going to put a bomb in there and I rattled off the details of how I'd make the bomb exactly, I'm, and the guy making the omelets isn't eyes. making omelets anymore. He was I, looking I, at Richard. I, by the way, I think suspicious. we should give Richard, I'm sorry, I think we should give Richard a giant round of applause for being a good guy, <laughs> not a bad guy right now. Because <laughs> he would be like, you know, like Powerful a Bond, James Bond Sunday. bad guy if he was yeah. a bad guy. He'd have the villain chair like, in the stainless steel room. I'd be, like, I'd be like, Richard, you expect me to talking like no <laughs> you expect me to die not telling so this morning miller said that the only thing that prevents him from not putting you on a science table and dissecting your brain and taking out what he needs from it is, is well and not having a table <laughs> not having a table i need a table yeah, I would, yeah richard has got a killer memory he can remember anything it'll be like the sound of a helicopter going by and he'll tell you the That's model a the true year. story this is absolutely true we're he in will, california we were having so lunch much that he might be bullshitting some of the time. I'm sorry, you might be bullcrapping some of the time, <laughs> and, and you may not know about it. But you'll never it, catch him on it. But so we're know. we're having lunch at a at a place outdoors, and it's got a it's we're outdoors, but it's got a you know a ceiling like a an outdoor whatever. So we can't see the sky, but we're outside, right? A canopy, and all of a sudden, <laughs> Richard looks up. He goes. If I'd have to guess, I would say that would be a, what did you say? I think it was a CH-53E. A Huey, right? No, it was a, it was a Super Stallion. It's bigger. Uh, okay. Huey. Yeah. But notice, so, but, notice but it was still cutting his meat. It was an E on the end. It was a 53E. And I said, well, wh- why not a D? How do you, and he goes, uh, it's like, D was a transport plane. They were too, they didn't make that kind of noise. Duh. Duh. <laughs> yeah. So Richard has an amazing memory, and my memory's not so good. I'm a, I'm a little fuzzier on things, and I would I want to take a needle in Richard's head, pull out the juice, just mm. stick a little in my head, right? <laughs> just for a little bit, just see if I. Ow. Oh yes, I'll be like Scarecrow, right? Uh, there you go. You know the square is the hypotenuse. Scary. What? He is a little scary. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, here's the thing. So there's a lot of scary smart people in your world of scary smartness, and lots of times, right? They'll be kind of, you know. Turkey. Eccentric. And I'm like, or, or a little bit jerky. Okay. And I'm like, oh, there's a little bit of jerky. And they're like, oh, so he's only jerky because he's so smart and he's only that. And yeah. I'm like, uh, Richard Campbell, super smart, not so jerky. So thank yeah. you, Richard Campbell. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she loves Richard. <laughs> so, but, my you know, baby after him. Can, can I just say something? Though? I th- I've been thinking about this a lot. You know, we were listening to Sarah Ford's Uncle Jimmy stories and stuff. And there's always, when you're, when you're a kid, when I was a kid, there was always some grown up that was a little crazy that I was always attracted to as a kid, you mm-hmm. know? And, and those are the kind of people that I wanted to hang around because they were the smart people, but they were eccentric. And I think there's a sort of a lack of those people today. 
uh, around anyway. Not maybe not in New London, Connecticut, because let's face it, there's a lot of crazy there. There's a lot of crazy. But there. I mean, people I think are a little afraid to sort of step out of their their role, sure. and right. you know, with kids especially, it's all like, oh, you know, yeah, we Disney found that World a lot and, actually. <laughs> we found well, that people think that we're a little crazy well, in yeah, the way. Karen is crazy well, you are, but own. you're the kind of crazy parents that I would have been hanging out at your house every right. day. Yeah, I think well, we, your yeah. kids do. Yeah, well, that, <laughs> now my kids do hang out at our house, Carl. But we were yeah. the other night where we we take. So my boy turned 12, and I know you're like, how do you have oh, yeah, a 12-year-old so boy? You couldn't possibly be that old, but I do. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you for that. We knew, we, we, she knew we, that's what you were thinking. We're, <laughs> we're out having dinner, and he's like, I don't want them to sing to me. And I'm like, I want them to sing to you. Come on. We've been doing this for 10 years. Yeah. I want them to sing to you. No, I don't want them. And I'm like, fine, then we're going to sing to you. <laughs> and so it comes, and Miller and I start warming up. Make sure we get the whole re- restaurant's right. attention. Right. They, were like, they were like, they were like, we're singing happy really birthday loud. to Spencer. Yeah, who, who's by the way, middle school. Go to Mystic Middle School in the sixth grade. <laughs> he's in love with Jessica. <laughs> Jessica. <laughs> Jessica. I don't even know his reaction because he was under the Spencer's table. Spencer's under the table. Yeah. <laughs> he was under the table. But boo, the other girl, as you can imagine, was like, "That's us." Hello, yeah. thank you. She wasn't yeah. embarrassed at all. So. Yeah. We are, Karen and I are like this, it's crazy because both of us on our own are like, you know, not afraid to go, you know, to go out there and, and do kind of fun, crazy things. And when, and we've essentially determined that Karen is the one who's ultimately going to say stop. I'm right? the straight. Apparently, yeah, there's a, you have a line. That's scary. <laughs> he line. does not. Sometimes I have a line, yeah. right? But for most people, they're like, Karen can't possibly be your line. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no. There's a line. It's, <laughs> it's a little bit of a storm, you know, between when, when we're together. Uh, you know, were you into us. CB radios when you were a kid? No. No? Not really. Oh, I was. Yeah, I was. Didn't want to talk to people. No, I was. Hey, good buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Breaker one night. Maybe that's why I was. I, I just like the idea of radio in general. Yeah. Maybe that has something to do with what I do now. Sure. But, but uh, I remember there was a neighbor who um, I, I – now, I was one of those people who loved the idea of electronics, mm. had absolutely no idea what I was doing. But I didn't stop me from experimenting, right? Kind of hard on the electronics. Oh, thing. absolutely. So, <laughs> so I had this CB radio that didn't have an antenna. And I was thinking, well – I'll just go get an antenna. Hmm. Off the camper. Oh, okay. So I took my screwdriver and I unscrewed the antenna from the camper and I soldered it to the antenna thing and, you know, put it up there. And all of a sudden, that might work. there was a flash of smoke. What? <laughs> yeah, because it turns out antennas have to be matched lengthwise to the, to the, the signal that they are pulling in. Right? There's something about the, the length and also the power, I think. Yeah. Well, Richard there's no power sure. in an antenna, but yeah. the length and apparently has a lot to do with it. Are you sure you didn't oh, yeah. So what happened? To the power cord? So, I, so I, I, I was talking to somebody on the CB who was local but that I could actually reach without an antenna, and I said it was broken. And he was this older guy, and he says, well, bring it down to my house. So I bring it down, and he's like, oh, yeah, we'll get the schematic. We got the schematic, and turned out it was the final resistor. So we drive to Radio Shack, and I'm like 12 years old, and this 7-year-old guy, we're driving to Radio Shack to get a final resistor. Yeah. This is the coolest thing in the world to that's, me. That's before pedophiles existed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Close call there. Yeah. It was the coolest thing. But, you know, and so we fixed it, and... But yeah, so so you were. But actually, I know what you're saying. You're saying you know having that having that somebody out there who can kind of show you something completely different. Yeah, the eccentric mentor. Else, I think. I, I think it's not bad. That's right. great. I mean, just 
to some degree, I, I mean, that's, that's like what I, what I try to do to some degree, right? If, if, if we can come up with something. Well, you got the eccentric part nailed. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm just, yeah, I, I'm, if we can do something that is generally considered impossible, let's, let's try and do it. And then everybody else, you know, we, yeah, we change the, 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 the scale for, you know, we change yeah. the limits for what people think is possible. It's a great anecdote to like, people, people don't do that. Right, like when you hear, oh, right. even the kids say, and you that, hear that's this people a lot, saying, "Here's the box." Yeah, that, right? yeah. no, you, normal people don't do that. Yeah, you know, or whatever. Right. Oh, great! That's an opportunity. <laughs> that's yeah. a Looking great anecdote. Hey guys, we're just about out of time, so I'd like to give a big round of applause to Mark Miller and Karen Mandricotti. Thank you. And we'll see you next time on .NET Rock. .NET Rocks is recorded and produced by Pwop Productions, providing professional audio, audio mastering, video, post-production, and podcasting services. Online at www.pwop.com. .NET Rocks is a production of Franklin's Net, training developers to work smarter and offering custom on-site classes in Microsoft development technology with expert developers. Online at www.franklins.net. For more .NET Rocks episodes and to subscribe to the podcast feeds, go to our website at www.dotnetrocks.com. Got a transmitter band by the FCC.